Welcome in, and yes, we are back. Philly versus the world. Chris Kosky, Drew Bishop, John Ileana, John. I, I see uh, you've, you know, I don't, I don't know what you've been making. A lot of pizza. Looks like you moved into a nice, you know, studio apartment in Philadelphia. Yeah, there, a little bit, a little bit. You know, I mean, no, this isn't Philadelphia. This is my backyard. Oh, it's your backyard. Um, yeah, it's my okay. backyard. Fuck okay. Philadelphia. Okay, um, I'm done with that city. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm done. Moving on yeah, to Levittown. Nah, not Levittown. Hell no. <laughs> but um, honestly, I'm going to say this. Yeah. Philly is just not a good place to live. It's really not. Okay. It, it's unsafe. The politics are crazy down there. Yeah. I would not fit well down there. I don't know how I lived there for two years, but. You did it. I did it. True. My man, how, how you doing? Appreciate you wearing the mask, staying safe, <laughs> doing your part. To keep the world a better place. How you you doing, buddy? WHIP official policy as I'm still stuck here in the terrible city of Philadelphia where bad things happen all the time, (laughs) according to John. Um, Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still here, still in school, um, looking for my diploma, all the same as you guys are. Um, I got mine. I got mine. But enjoying it. it, Mine's still got to come in. It took me, uh, it, it took months of me harassing and just yanking you guys to do this but we're finally here together on I the feel Skype like it call. wasn't really much harassing i feel like it was one attempt and it was a failed attempt, i attempted then, several times and then and then you were like oh let's do it and then look what happened we did it we, we put it together yeah in in, in three days let's get to business because bad things do happen in philadelphia and and they do. in the nfc east so john why don't, why don't you get started here all right so guys the nfc east we know the nicknames, the NFC least. It's stupid, whatever. But given Dak's injury and no long-term deal, should the Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy and tank for Trevor Lawrence? Oh, oh my God! This is—I mean, like you know it. I I texted before, so like this. This is a this is a dumb. Second part of the question, because the first part's not dumb. I think the Cowboys should fire Mike McCarthy. I was, I thought, he, I thought he was going to do well, and it's just, it's just, I thought he was going to do well, and I told Drew that, and I just, it's, it's not happening. Uh, it seems like he, you know, the biggest thing was, oh, he, he, he's, we watch film, he's ready. Him and Mike Nolan, yeah, they haven't, they haven't just adjusted while they're for football there. They're still playing the same fall defense. 27th worst in the year league, 408 yards per game, most points per game with 34.7. But why tank for Trevor? The offense is not the problem. They have the fifth best offense right now. And that's, you know, two weeks without Dak Prescott. So they probably had, you know, a top three. Fifth offense. best offense? No. Fifth best total offense. Total offense. You're kidding. Offense. They scored three points. They averaged 25.1 points per game, 101.9 rushing yards per game. But – you know who else has kind of been a problem? Mm. It, Zeke Elliott hasn't had his best year. He hasn't rushed for a hundred yards yet in a game. He did have, you know, he's had, you know, six total touchdowns. That's great and all, but last two weeks, twelve rushing yards. It, it's not the Cowboys' offense that I think is the problem. I think they have a great offense, and I thought, you know, they were up for historic numbers when Dak was healthy. Why tank? You know what I mean? Like, it, okay, you they need a first round draft pick, but why not use it for Sean Wade or? 
Gregory Russo, or Who are Quincy these guys, Roche, on a defender. They need defense. Their defense is in the bottom of the league. Their offense is not the problem. If I mean, like, okay, I get it. This is a tough injury for da- you know Dak to come back from. But you know what? It, risk it, man. He was going to be your franchise quarterback coming in. You're basically starting over again from Trevor Lawrence, and it's the opposite of the Jets situation, which we'll get into later. But I, I definitely think Mike McCarthy, it, it might not be working out. It seems like he's lost the team. But don't don't tank for Trevor. Keep Dak. If you want to tank, fine, but use that draft pick on, you know, offensive linemen, right? Right, Drew? Their offensive linemen's banged up. Get a little younger there. Go go get a top defensive back. That's what they really need. They already have, you know, Trayvon Diggs. Go pair up Sean Wade with them or something. Don't don't use that top pick on their quarterback. They have a lot more problems to worry about than than their offense. I, I, I really like their offense when Dak comes back. Well, Sean Wade, the corner from Ohio State, right? Yeah, yes. Uh, he's really and they good, need yeah. defense. They A pass rusher? Well, uh, what, Leighton Vander, Leighton Vander Esch is, a, is a free agent in two years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so, right, there, there's multiple parts to this question, so I'll address the Mar- McCarthy point first, right? Mike McCarthy, the more and more that I see Cowboys games, the more and more I feel like his little nomad trip with the analytics for a year, that was a little BS, right, fellas? The little, oh, I've gone around the world and studied the analytics. 100% agree. 100%. Through and through, and right, he's yeah. coming up with statistics Bullshit. that are reported. Like like he said before the Washington game, uh, teams that get four division wins are more likely to <laughs> go make the playoffs. Wow, what a stat. Where'd you get that one from? I never heard that one before. But <laughs> That's a Booger McFarlane stat. That. I'm not nearly as weather as the rest of the media, as the rest of the Cowboy fans, because I think Mike McCarthy at least deserves his due in a full year slate, right? Before you can him, before you bring in, before you make Kellen Moore the interim head coach, like that's going to fix anything. I think that you need to give him the full season shot. He hasn't exactly gotten the best hand, his first string and second string quarterback hurt. Four of the top five O-linemen are hurt. And Mike McCarthy, while there's both systematic issues with how the team's responding, there's also just on-the-field issues with how the talent is performing. Demarcus Lawrence, as John likes to say, he got fat. He got paid. He is invisible, right? Jalen Smith, I don't even think Jalen Smith got fat. I think he just fell on his head in the offseason, and now he doesn't know how to fill a hole, how to read a defense, or how to read an offense, how to go the right way on on a handoff option play. I don't think he knows anything. Ezekiel Elliott, I cannot, I cannot express how much he's cost us in the past two games with turnovers, off the hands. That has nothing to do with Mike McCarthy. That has to do with Ezekiel Elliott's focus, his lack of on-field awareness. So, no, I am not going to put all these problems solely on McCarthy, and I'm not going to put it solely on the team. Both are responsible, but... Mike Nolan and Mike McCarthy at least should finish out the season, see if they can rally the team, and then we'll take a roll call at the end of the year to see if we really need to overhaul the staff, right? Let's move on to the Trevor Lawrence aspect of things. Whoa, whoa, I want to say what I got to say. Well, no, no, I, I need to answer the second half of the question. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's get I forgot about I that. I hate so. these social media barrages. Remember Tank for Tua? How's that working out? He just took his first snaps the other day. He's not making the Dolphins infinitely better. Their cap space is making them a better football team, right? Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. He's not a Band-Aid for every team's problems. The Cowboys don't have an issue at quarterback, so we shouldn't move on from the quarterback that we already have. That would be stupid, not to mention the fact that they're eighth in the draft order and would have to lose out the games and hope that the pitiful Jets win two or more, and then you know the other six teams that are in front of them, you know, they they win games. That, that's not going to happen, man. I think that's stupid. I think it's silly. I'm not even selling out on the Cowboys 
as a team as a whole yet. I think they still have an opportunity to go into Philly and rally together. But but if it continues to be like this, yes, if they continue to lose games in this fashion, only putting up 10 three points a game, I'm going to push for them to, to, to tank. But I would rather them trade that lower pick for multiple first-rounders or utilize that first-round pick on a hole on the defense, like Chris says. Trevor Lawrence is not going to fix all your problems. He's not, you know, quarterbacks aren't like that. The Dallas Cowboys, they need they need a, a, a secondary member. They need a, a, a solid O-lineman to replace Tyron Smith. They need anything but a quarterback. So, no. And a wide receiver. <laughs> the the Cowboys. Uh, I don't think so, but. No, no, I'm saying they need everything but a quarterback, running back, or wide receiver. Like, those are the three things they don't need. Yeah, they don't need any of those. No, so, yeah. So, no, I do not think they should tank for Trevor yet. No, I do not think they should fire Mike McCarthy. Keep the ship as going. Try to see if the team improves. Come back to me in, like, a week or two. Whew, Drew. I know it looks bad if the Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy, but they need to do it. Uh, Drew, the players are talking smack on him already. Uh, reports, reports, already. reports. Josina Anderson with Alshon left last year and all this and all that with Wentz. Did you guys give up on Wentz because the team was seemed to give up on him in reports? No, no, but they got rid of the players who were speaking out against Jeffrey? them. Jeffrey's uh, gone? Uh, they're trying to get rid of him. Listen, they there's a reason why he hasn't played. There's a reason why he hasn't played yet. And they could blame it all they can on that stupid toe injury. It's a toe injury. Malik Jackson came back from it. Look, he's back. I mean, even though he's on the injury report again, but he's back. <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey is not even a part of the team anymore. They're trying to trade him every single day. They're trying to not make sure he's around Carson Wentz anymore. Nelson Aguilar, he's gone. Malcolm Jenkins, which was a possibility he might have been talking smack on Carson Wentz, he's gone. All the potential guys that were not Wentzmen, let's call them, are gone. Chris, that's what, or not Chris, I'm sorry, Drew, that's the thing that the Cowboys have to do. Dirty Jerry. Who do you think it is then? Who do you think is, is talking smack on Mike McCarthy? I think Jalen Smith's one of them, even though he came out in the press conference. Said he wasn't. Yeah, saying he wasn't. I think he's one of them. You don't think he is? No, no. He he, as as pitiful as he's been this season, I think that's Uh all on field. I don't think off the field he's like that. Okay. Marcus Lawrence Lawrence is definitely on there because he's fat. You know, all he's thinking about is those damn cheeseburgers. Zeke, Zeke probably. Zeke is probably up there. Yeah. Gallup's been bad this year. Oh. Amari Cooper, a hundred percent. No, is definitely no, talking shit. no, he's not. Yes. No, he's, not. he's the no. quietest dude on that team. He That's exactly care. why. I you promise are... you, he doesn't care. I promise you, he's the last he person going to go talk to a reporter. About. He I promise. Does care. I promise you, it might be Demarcus Lawrence. It's not Amari. It, Amari is the most mind your business type person. I, I think on that team. I don't know. Listen, I hate to say that I was right, but I was right. I don't know if you. Remember, but in January I, or February, sometime around there, before the pandemic, I came out with this article on the final count. That's what that's a little blog that I work for. But anyway, I came out with ranking the head coaching hires. And you know what I ranked the worst? Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. And boy, do I look good. Boy, do I look correct right now. Damn. Wow. I mean, I graded it a D plus. I think I was being generous. At this point, I was probably being generous, but whatever. Listen, don't listen to me. I'm some biased Eagles fan. I don't know what I'm talking about. The hell out of here. Listen, Mike McCarthy needs to go. Aaron Rodgers carried Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. He carried him. I mean, Drew, 
who else would it be this bad with this type of roster? I don't think a lot of coaches would. Honestly, I just don't think Mike McCarthy knows what he's doing. Think about this. He came out with a promo video with Peter King, a reporter, talking about what he learned on his year off. Oh, that's like, just a that's that? That media thing. Like, how, how you cannot blame all their issues. You cannot blame four of the best 5-0 linemen being hurt. You can't blame the two Zeke fumbles on Monday night. You can't blame uh, the, the interception against Washington that came off Zeke's hands. You can't blame the drops from the receivers. You can blame him for other stuff like losing the games in the first half and, and drawn behind. But that's there's a lot of on-field issues, too. You know? That's what I'm talking about. Yes, but you have to be able to sell your own team on what you're saying in the middle of the week before you get on the practice field or before you get yeah before you get on the practice field and before you get on the playing field on Sundays that's not that's not happening in Dallas right now right would you agree well yeah but i think that each with each team that is underperforming uh, attention is drawn on the coach and players get more upset right yeah, but, all right how about this the eagles right they're having all of these injuries concerns right the, the carson wentz has a new offensive lineman in the lineup every single week but that offensive line is still playing hard for carson they're not they're still able to run the ball even though they don't have a good running back right now I let's mean, not Miles talk about the eagles because they have not been very good themselves no i'm just saying listen it looks like the same look but it's totally different if you think about it the Eagles are playing hard right now. They're playing to win. Yeah. It's just that they're decimated with injuries. The Cowboys are decimated with injuries, but they're not playing hard. Wouldn't you agree with that, <sighs> Chris? Playing hard. I don't know. They, they look. They, I, I thought they would perform a lot better on Sunday against Washington. Yeah, three points. They They really looked lifeless, and I know they're banged up with injuries, but like they, they, like, like they just they didn't look good. Like. Even when Dalton was in there, like I mean, like they, I get it, the offense line's banged up, but like Andy, they they should be able to win games with Andy Dalton. They should be able to beat Washington with Kyle Allen. Like I know Washington has you know young pieces and Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin and good defense, but like and Rod Rivera is a good coach, but like they should have played a lot better. Like I know they're banged up, but like no, they 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 honestly look like I. Th- that's why I really think Mike McCarthy should be gone. I just, I, I just think this team is like. They're they're sold out on him. They're they're already over they're already over him. It just seems like it. Like I, I see it in their play. They don't they don't care. Like I'm not a, they, they they could win the NFC East and I don't think they care. Like I don't like I just think I don't I think they're just like, hey, you know what, we lost Dak. We don't we don't love McCarthy. Like uh, they they don't seem like they have life. I'm not arguing that Dallas is like proficient or some high energy team or they're playing like they're trying to win. I'm arguing that if you're gonna compare them to the Eagles, the Eagles were lifeless, mistake prone, and bad coaching for the first uh fifty five minutes of that football game or or whatever it was on Thursday. They were bad until the last couple the last five minutes and they staved the comeback. The Eagles are not are not in this incredible boat. I think the only no, thing separates the two is the Cowboys are dealing with an incredible amount of condensed dysfunction in these past two, three games since they've lost Dak. But I the do Eagles have to agree. Have been dealing with dysfunction for a year and a half. Of the just, Eagles and not questioning their coach. While oh, there's, there's been plenty of questions about Peterson in the last year and a half, it's not as public. But the Eagles have had the same type of struggles. I talk about the Dolphins game last season. The Eagles were in the rut, and then they get four or five layup NFC East games, and they rally and make the playoffs. I'm just saying, it's not impossible for a team that plays bad for a week or two 
to rally and rebound. You act, you guys act like they're on a four game losing streak and they're just, and, and there's no talent remaining. There's still talent. There's still option to continue. So before you count out McCarthy, before even the midway point of the year, you gotta at least give the team a chance to try and rally. It's two games. No, I, I agree. I agree. But like here, you know what? Like, that was their chance on Sunday. Like, okay, yes. listen, like, listen, yes. you, you, they didn't play great on Monday night. They had a chance to win. They didn't play great. It's an easier matchup, an NFC East matchup. They win that game. They're still in contention with this Sunday coming up. They win that game, momentum. Then maybe they beat the Eagles and they're in first place, right? Like, like that. That was their game right there. And you know what? If it was a close game, right? Like, you know, like if they lose by three points, something like that. But like even when Dalton was in there, they were lifeless. They had nothing. And Washington's defense, they're good, but they're not this number one ranked defense where they're going to expect them to shut them out. Like, lost to him. Just saying. No, I agree. And, and you know what? Yeah, I, but they I have scored to say, more than three points. I, I, it doesn't matter. To, you lost the game. No, listen. They, listen. I have to agree with John, though. I do think the Eagles have played harder than, than the Cowboys yes, have the I last few weeks. Too, but I'm but saying I, it's, I, it's the margins. The margins are not that right. wide. Both the teams have two wins. I mean, Both look, we'll get into it. We've got a lot to get into, <laughs> and we'll get into it later. But, like, I don't want to say make or break, but, like, if the Cowboys look lifeless this week, if, and, and, and if Andy Dalton plays, right, like, if, if they march out Ben Nanducci out there, you can't really judge it. But if they march out there and Andy Dalton's okay, right, and, like, you know, he's a concussion protocol, so you know if he's okay, there's not going to be much on him. You know what I mean? Like, if they come out there and they look lifeless again, then it's it's just, you know, they're, they're, they're done. Like, yeah. Yes. Okay. You know what? I thought it was the sign this week, but you could chalk it up where you know what? Maybe if Dalton stays in, they could come back in that game. They, they didn't look like they could, but like, you know what? They have, like you said, talent. They have the talent to do it. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into that preview later. I want to move on to this well, question. I'm right. sorry. One second. Oh, one second. Yeah. Real quick. Yes, the Cowboys should tank for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I just want to say that. Yes, All they right. should. They should. That Prescott doesn't have a contract. He's coming off an injury. He's coming off an yeah, it's that. All right, that. All right. Yeah, let's just let's just move on before we get lost into this because we we I, I don't know. All right, it's we'll, we'll you know what we'll get into that later in the season if it, if it turns out that way it's going to come down to it. But after the Antonio Brown signing, are Tom Brady and the Ten Bay Buccaneers the best team and the team to beat in the NFC? And if it's not them. Who do you think is a team to beat in the NFC? John, we'll start with you. So after before signing Antonio Brown, they were the best team. So now after signing him, they they quintessentially that's a Drew word, Drew Bishop word, quintessentially. Yes, that's a big word. Great job. Yeah. Uh huh. They are the best team in the NFC. I agree. I mean, it's a luxury to have Antonio Brown. It's not it's not a must-have that they needed. I mean, Scotty Miller's great. He had a good game on Sunday. Mike Evans, he must have flirted with Giselle or something. He is about to be on the mill carton pretty soon. My God. Now he'll be back out now on yeah. Monday. So you'll still have an Evans sighting. Oh, thank God. I hope so. Maybe he and uh, Tom shook it up, shook hands, you know, but social distance a little yeah. bit. But whatever. Um, yeah, they are the best team. And that defense is – yeah. Wow. Very, very good. I mean, Chris, your old coach, Todd Bowles, is doing a great job down there. Former Temple alumni. He's a good coordinator, not a great head coach. Yeah, he's a great coordinator, but not a good head coach. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that the Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC right now. In the be- in the in the beginning of the year, I had the Chiefs and the Buccaneers going in the Super Bowl, and I think that's very likely oh, based on what feasible. we're seeing. Drew, what about you? Huh, I think that... 
this is one of those picks where I'm having a hard time with it because I think the sensible choice is the Buccaneers, right? They're the most complete team in the NFC, in my opinion, uh, unless you kind of want to analyze the Packers and, and call the, the game they played against the Bucks kind of a fluke game because that's how it felt a little bit. Um, but, but my team really to beat right now, and, and I, it, once again, this is complete gut, not really like complete team vibes. I think it's the Seattle Seahawks, and I'm only going to go off this based off championship pedigree, right? And we know the Bucks have Tom Brady. We understand Tom has six rings, and he has the experience, right? But the remainder of the roster, what is it going to be like in a playoff game when it really counts? I still do question Tom Brady's proficiency, even though he's in an MVP-type run. I think that he can be exposed with the right pressure, with the right coverages, versus I think there's a guy in Seattle, Russell Wilson, who has the championship pedigree that his team is not frightened. They weren't frightened against the Vikings when they were down by a couple scores. They weren't frightened against the Cardinals when the Cardinals are staving back. The Cardinals get that victory, but that was a close game if you guys watched. And I, I, I almost like, I, I loved I loved Seattle's attitude in that game. It felt like even though they weren't able to convert an OT, it felt like each time they came out there on the field, they 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 were ready. You know, they're not a, a team that backs down from much. So I'm gonna go simply off a of championship pedigree. I understand Seattle's defense is bad. They haven't held a team to under 20 points yet this year. So they're gonna have to step up when it counts. But if I'm gonna put my money down on one team, it's gonna be the Seahawks over the Bucks in a playoff game when it matters the most. So. I mean, Drew, you mentioned like the obvious choice is the Bucks, but like let's let's look let's look at the records right now in the NFC, right? Like the the, the Seahawks are five and one, the the Packers are five and one. So right off the bat, I mean, I know they've they've played less games, but by winning percentage, they're they're ahead of the Bucks. The Bears have the same record as the Bucks do, and the Bears <laughs> beat the Bucks, so therefore, so like right now the Bucks are like, you know, the four five seed. But like I have to agree with John. I think they they you know they were probably the team to beat before. Antonio Brown, and now just solidifies it even more. I mean, like, Tom Brady, every, a lot of people are saying he was left for dead in Tampa Bay. Like, oh, he's done. He's just going out there. You know, that's it. But, like, second in the league in passing touchdowns, only behind Russell Wilson with 18. You know, their their defense, best number three for total defense, plus five turnover differential, seventh best in the league with that money. I mean, like, it's just it's just great. I mean, Levante David is great, too, and Devin White. Like, th- that's what you'll, that should be the Cowboys linebacking core. That's what Jalen Smith and, and uh, you know, Vanderish should look like. What Devin White and Levante David do, they're both top ten in the league in tackles right now. Like, I love their defense is great, too. Like, they're, they're complete. Like, it's not just like it's Tom Brady out there going out there and scoring 40 points. Throwing five touchdowns, their defense is good too. Like they're turn, they're making turnovers, they're stopping them. Todd Bowles is doing a great job. They have two running backs that come at you with. Ronald Jones has been getting it going. Leonard Fournette is healthy now. They'll come at you with that. Gronk's getting it going, right? Two touchdowns in the last three weeks. Like he's looking good. I mean, now you had Antonio Brown. Like Scotty Miller is good, but like now you don't have to. Scotty Miller's not even going to see the field. It's going to be Antonio Brown and Mike Evans on the outside. You put Chris Godwin in the slot. And then, you know, you, you put Gronk out there. Cameron Bray. In the slot. What'd you say? I would put Antonio Brown yeah, yeah, in the slot. Can, Seriously. It's just options. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's and, options and, everywhere. Line up for net, line up Brown Jones. Like, and, and Drew, I got to say, though, if there is one team who I was thinking about it, who can compete with the Bucs, it, it, it's Seattle. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not, I, I'm not buying into San Francisco right now. I wasn't buying into them coming into the year. They've, they've looked bad and they looked okay. Green Bay, I mean, even if it's a fluke game, I don't think they're as complete as as Tampa Bay. They don't have the weapons. They don't have the defense. I mean, their defense is good, not as good as Tampa Bay. Not buying Chicago whatsoever. I'm, no. I'm totally 
They're Even bullish. before last night's game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out on them. I get it. The Saints beat the Buccaneers, but like the Saints are on this crazy downfall. Michael Thomas, I don't know if he's going to play again this year. I mean, <laughs> no Sanders, right? Like, I, I mean, the Cardinals are good, but no, I, it's the it's the it's the Bucks for me. Like, I I I think like they're they're playing above expectations right now. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I think so too. I think they might get the number one seed if you look at their schedule yeah. remaining. They got a lot yeah. of. But that's what I'm saying. It's crazy because right now they're like the four, you know, whatever. I don't. They're like the four or five seed, you know, right now, season ending today, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. As long as there's no fans, or I guess should, I should say limited fans in the playoffs, right? The Bucks will be fine no matter where what seed they finish in. If they're the number one seed, wow, like that's awesome. And then if they go to the Super Bowl, they're already home. Right, right, right. Yeah. Wow, like this team is set up. To win the Super Bowl, and who and even how knows? Crazy though? would it be if they did? Yeah, Ooh, but we could be in a bubble. You know what I mean? Like, it, I ever, yeah. you know, home field. You know, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it might not mean anything at this point. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. true. But we'll have to see. Uh, uh Drew, I'm that, ready for this one, baby. How that develops? Yeah, let's let's move on uh, to uh, less successful side of the NFL. We were talking about. <laughs> tanking for Trevor uh, with the Cowboys, but let's move on to a team that actually has a chance to secure Trevor Lawrence uh, when the NFL draft comes around. So we want to center this kind of around the Jets' current situation, guys. Is tanking for Trevor Lawrence unfair to the current starting quarterback, uh, Sam Darnold? And uh, if the tank succeeds and Trevor uh, is drafted by the Jets, where do you think Darnold's going to go? All right. right. I'm in. in. Tony Soprano's kitchen. Talking about the New York Jets, I can't wait. This is this this is this is awesome. Tony Soprano, known Jet fan, right? Eric Mangini. Mangini, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, but listen, all right. I, listen here, Jet fans. It, it, it's time to it's for a little therapy lesson. I've been thinking a lot during the pandemic. <laughs> I, I'm a big Sam Darnold guy. You guys know it. You can go back and listen. But it's time. To move on. I don't know if any of you guys have ever been in a relationship where it's just like, you know what? We're better off as friends. I personally never have. I don't know if you guys have. I've heard people who have done it. It's very peaceful when you're two mature people that could do it. This is the situation that the New York Jets and Sam Donald are in. They are better off as friends, hoping for the best, but not together. All right? Sam Donald, coming out of college in USC... He wasn't a complete prospect. He wasn't Trevor Lawrence ready. He had some work to be done. Played 27. Sam Darnold. He didn't play a lot of games in college. No, he did not. 27 games in college he played. That's two years, though. Yeah. He's played 31 so far in the NFL. He's played more games in the NFL level than he has in college. And I know it's different, but 57 passing touchdowns. And 22 interceptions at USC in those 27 games. In the NFL, he's 11 and 20 record in 31 games, 39 touchdowns, 34 interceptions. So Sam Darnold wasn't in this complete prospect. It's like Kyler Murray, you know, just ready prospect. He had work to be done and he's regressing. It's terrible, but he's regressing, right? Odds are Adam Gates, Dow Loggins, they're gone next year. So Sam Darnold will be entering. His third coach in four years, his third offensive coordinator, and possibly a new GM if they decide to cut loose with Joe Douglas, which I'm not for, but you don't know, right? Because 
It could, you know what? It's silly to say the election has a lot to do with it because if Trump loses and Woody Johnson's out of his job, Woody Johnson is going to come back and Woody Johnson knows more than Christopher Johnson. But that's not saying much. That, that, that's not a compliment. It's just the truth. He's just a little bit more feasible of an owner than his brother is. It's not much better. He's still, you know, the worst owner in football probably, but he, he might be like, hey, this team, you know, he might be understanding, like, this team's been a joke for the four years I've been gone. But I don't know. But I'm just saying. It's always been a joke. I mean, yeah, exactly. No, I'm <laughs> thinking. But, yeah. like, the Jets are going to have the opportunity, barring them messing it up, barring the fact that they don't somehow win their last three games to save Adam Gates and save Sam Darnold. It's just time to move apart. Sam Darnold was set up to fail the time he got to New York. Adam Gates told his family this year, don't worry, I'm going to help protect your son. He hasn't done that, right? He had the shoulder problem. I don't understand how he comes back into that game then misses the next two weeks. That's bizarre. Bad job right there on the coaching staff or the ownership or management there to let him back into the game if he's really banged up. It's time for them to move apart. Sam Darnold is never going to succeed in New York. He will succeed elsewhere. The Jets will have the number one pick or number top five pick, and I think Trevor Lawrence and I think Justin Fields Mostly Trevor Lawrence, when they get the number one pick, are both more complete quarterbacks coming out of the college level than Sam Darnold has been. The Jets are in a spot right now with they've spent, you know, four years, sorry, three years with Sam Darnold. They could start over again, and it's not going to mean anything because they barely have any pieces to keep. It's Denzel Mims, it's Mekhi Becton, and it's, you know, Michael Piran if you want to keep him. And that's really all the pieces Quentin they Williams. have. Quinn Williams, sorry. <laughs> Quinn Williams. Ashton Davis, and that's it. C.J. Mosley might get dealt. He hasn't. He's played, you know, two and a half, one and a half game as a new games in your jet. Whatever you want to opt out this year, respect it. But the Jets are in an opportunity right now to move on from Sam Darnold. They just to get out of this relationship. And Sam Darnold, I think he's going to go to these one of these three spots. His college teammate Juju Smith-Schuster, he wants him. He's saying, "Hey, free Sam Darnold. He's a good quarterback." Hey, maybe a little second-round pick. Pittsburgh set them up. Okay. Indianapolis, how ironic would that be? The Jets traded Indianapolis to get that draft pick to get Sam Darnold. Uh, Phillip Rivers, it's, it's bizarre that he even plays still right now, but they need a quarterback. Whether they give up a second-round pick and, 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 and mold Sam Darnold? Well, what about the Saints? What if they get Sam Darnold and place him behind Drew Brees for one more year? Then Sam Darnold learned under Drew Brees. He's just going to do better elsewhere. I hope for the best with Sam Darnold, but the Jets are in a spot to draft a generational quarterback. It's just not working out with Sam Darnold. Get a new coach. Let Joe Douglas get his guy, and let's finally start something right here because it's going nowhere. It's going down with Sam Darnold, and I hate to see that because he has talent. Let him do it elsewhere. Let us do our own thing. Sam, I love you, but I love you like a brother, not like a relationship with a quarterback. Chris, let me ask you this, though. What if the Jets win one or two games and they get the second overall pick and the Falcons? Justin, Justin Fields, you, you're, are you taking Justin Fields over Sam Darnold? Yes. Wow. All right. It's wow. Just, so I just think – Awful Justin, take. Awful. Really? really. I'm not, I really like Justin Fields. He's, no. he's, he's a baller. It's, it's, and it's, it's more than just talent. It's, you know Please. what, like – I'm sorry I'm going along with this, and I'll, I'll try to be real quick, and I'll throw, it, I'll throw it to you, John. But, like, it's not even just talent. It's just – I'm just over this. You know what I mean? It's just like we need a fresh start. You're bringing in a new coach. Let Joe Douglas pick his quarterback. 
it's got to be Trevor Lawrence. Like, if I'm the Jets and, like, you know, like the Falcons or something get the first overall pick, like, I'm trying to trade up and get that pick. You have the draft capital. Like, the Jets are going to be in a position with draft capital, with veteran players, to probably trade and get that first pick. Like, oh, hey, Atlanta, why don't we trade back three spots? We'll give you C.J. Mosley, and we'll give you our first-round pick, and we'll give you a third-round pick, and we trade. Like, the Jets are going to be – the Jets are going to – the Jets will have capital to try to get the number one pick. Like, that, that should be their – that should be their focus. Like, Get that pick or trade for that pick. That should be their situation. Yeah. Okay, so no matter what, you think the Jets end up with Trevor Lawrence? I think I think yes, because I think they are gonna I don't think they they, they probably won't win a game this year. Like I think the, it depends who they hire as a head coach. Because right. think about yeah. this. If their new head coach comes in and says, Listen, I don't want Trevor Lawrence, I want Sam Darnold. And Chris, what are you gonna sure. do? No, right? yeah, and and, and you know what? Here's the thing, and, and promise, last thing. Yeah. I, Joe Douglas has never come out and said, like, oh, Sam Darnold is the guy that I'm backing, right? It's just like, you know, hey, this, he's the quarterback of this team. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah, never he drafted Sam Darnold. Sure, he could have been there and said to the, you know, ownership, oh, I like Sam Darnold. He's my QB. We all lie in job interviews, man. We all fib a little bit to get the job, right? And then when we get in there, you get out, you ask the truth, you tell them the truth, right? Like, hey, I, we could do better. So yeah, I, I agree. If 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 new if the new regime comes in, like we want Donald, fine, whatever. But I I don't I think I think Joe Douglas doesn't want Donald. That's my opinion. Hmm. I I think the three destinations. I like your picks, uh, Chris. Colts, Steelers. But I'm going with the Patriots as number three. Oof. If the Jets, if the Jets decide that Trevor Lawrence is the guy, then fine. Trade him to the Patriots if they give you enough. Like, don't be afraid to trade him to the Patriots because, and that, in your mindset, if you think Sam Darnold is done, all right, give him to your competition then. Right. Right. Oh yeah. And dude, how sweet a story would that be if Sam Darnold goes to the Patriots and they end up doing really well? That becomes the next Tom, Tom Brady 2.0. Oh, that would be great. And, I mean, to answer the question, is tanking on for Trevor Lawrence unfair to Sam Darnold? Yes, it's unfair, but who cares? Dude, you're, you're a grown-ass man. Chris, you said it. Maybe it's best that they both move on. I mean, Sam probably doesn't want to be in New York anymore. Yeah. Wow. This is just sad. This is just so sad, man. The the the, the hype surrounding college quarterbacks, like the, the just the hype train that it collects from fan bases. Oh, tanking for Trevor, tanking for Trevor. He's gonna solve all of our problems. Lo and behold, and the people that are saying Darnold's regressing, Darnold's not good for it, he's done, yada yada. I promise you, if Josh Allen and Sam Darnold had swapped places for the draft, they'd be in the exact same yeah, absolutely. Of course. Arnold would be leading yes. a, a, a playoff contender in a, in a good offense and would be performing and, and, uh, or, yeah, and Josh Allen yeah. would be suffering with the Jets. 100%. And, and, and that's why I'm not saying I think he's done, Darnold. I just think they're better off apart. I think he's going to succeed, and I hope for the best. And I think he's going to do well. And I know he's going to do well wherever he goes. But it just, I, I don't think. I think he's regressed because the coaching has regressed. It's not his fault that he's regressed. Like, like yeah, what if you get a new coach, Chris? But then you're then you're working on year four with a guy. You know, I get it. He's still young, but then you're coming out year four, year five, which is you know third OC. Third, like, I just want a fresh start, man. Like, I, 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 I think you want a fresh start more yeah. than. 
Yeah, yeah. I think well, that's then, what it is. in the best like, interest of Sam. Yeah, I yeah. like the places right. he picked, absolutely. But, like, I, I want it. the best for Sam Darnold, too. Like, I think he will be better off elsewhere. Like, I think he would succeed better he, in Pittsburgh than he would with the Jets. He's part of the rebuild, too, and I think that that's what Jets fans are really ignoring. Because, Chris, when, when I hear you say, oh, I want Trevor Lawrence instead, I'm like, okay, that's okay. He has pretty blonde hair. He's racking up 60 a game in college, like, yada, yada. He's dazzling. He's fancy. Fine. But when you say that you would prefer to have Justin Fields over Sam Darnold, that really worries me and makes me think that you just want a fresh start. Justin yeah. Fields. Uh-huh. And, by the way, show me the last Ohio State quarterback to have great success in the league. And I know John oh, doesn't I don't like this because he doesn't like targeting that. schools. Yeah, but Ohio State, say that. Justin was Fields last, is not. Who was the last USC quarterback to have success? Mark Sanchez? I don't know. Justin Fields is not the type of quarterback you need. Okay, he's, but, not a, he's not a going to be a successful pro quarterback, okay? Really? So. Oh, really? really? John, did you think Dwayne Haskins, the guy who's no, I didn't like Dwayne Haskins. Didn't think Dwayne was completely be Ohio different State. player. Like Dwayne Haskins, and I, they are different players, but they're no, part but like of they're the completely same. different like spectrum of players. Dwayne Haskins played one year at Ohio State, one year. Justin Fields is going to be playing two years. He's a completely different okay. Big whoop! I don't care. But Dwayne Haskins, Justin his, Fields is not. But Dwayne Haskins coming out was he's not mobile. He can't move. Guess what Justin Fields can do? He can move. He can, move. He can jiggle back there, baby. You don't need a running back, Chris. You need a quarterback. You need a quarterback. Justin, he's, got, he's got a bit of Kyler Murray in him, though. He's got a bit of Terrell Pryor in him, too. A bit of Terrell Pryor. He's got a bit of Justin Fields. He's got a bit of overage. You'll change your mind. Like, 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 I'm not saying guys, Justin. Guys, talking at the same time. Talking at the same time, one at a time. Athlete, athletic quarterback with a good arm playing for Ohio State. I've seen it once. I've seen it a thousand times. Okay? Who have you seen it with? He's not going to save Who? you. Are you, are you referring to Dwayne Haskins? Because he wasn't a great athlete. Fields, that wasn't was Justin Fields. No one ever said Dwayne Haskins was a great athlete. Ever. Except Stephen A. Smith. I'm talking about <laughs> Justin Fields. I yeah, but you're saying Haskins. you're sick of hearing that about Ohio State quarterback. I'm saying they I understand do. Haskins is a strong arm type guy. I understand that was his that was his talent coming out of school. And Justin okay? Fields can throw deep and he can run. Oh, like, and he can run deep. I promise you, you draft Justin Fields with the third overall pick or whatever it's going to be, you will flop even harder than with Sam Darnold. It's unbelievable how how delusional people are when they deal with losses That's and unsuccess. The Jets are a bad team. Darnold is not a bad quarterback. The Jets are a dis- You're telling me you think franchise. you thought at the college level, right? Like going back right now, if we're reviewing draft prospects, you're telling me that you thought that Sam Darnold coming out, and I like Sam Darnold coming out. I'm a USC guy. You uh-huh. think that he's a better prospect coming And I know it doesn't mean much on college, and I really hate the point about Oh, he's Ohio State because you know what? Like, like the quarterbacks aren't bred in college. Bred in college, it's different with like wide receivers and defensive backs. The quarterback, then we've gotten that debate before. I don't think it means anything. But like, what I'm saying is, you think coming out, like, and I get it, like, but like, you think Sam Darnold, right? Because they've almost played equivalent amount of games, right? Darnold a little more in college, right? But like, you're saying you think coming out that Sam Darnold is a better prospect than Justin Fields is. That's not with all the success Justin Fields has had at college, right, with winning at Ohio State, more successful than he was at USC. Yeah, yeah. I've watched Darnold a lot, too. I'm a USC guy. I watched guy. Darnold at USC, too. I watched right. him drop big numbers against Penn State the year before he got drafted. Right. I've seen, really? he also turned I've the ball seen him over. play big games, okay? I've seen Darnold step up when it matters, all right? right. And my right. point is here. 
My point is that I have seen a lot of Heisman candidate quarterbacks run through this Ohio State system and have great success. Ohio State is overall a better program than USC through and through in the past 10, 20 years, whatever you want to call it. That's a fact, okay? You can't just judge Justin Fields as a prospect because he's blowing out Nebraska by 40 on Saturdays. It's a really, really good football team. USC had to battle. Darnold had to overcome things at USC, okay? And so when you look at the two prospects, I don't care about that. I'm just saying, if you, if, if the new, co- if the new Jets plan is to dump Darnold, get a pick, and then draft Justin Fields, you're going to be more screwed than you were this season. But how? The real issue, two different quarterbacks. The issue in New York is not Sam Darnold. It's Adam Gase. We already know who the perpetrator is. Okay, I don't understand Drew, why. This. Then you're bringing in your third head coach, third head coach, right, and your GM, who still has zero ties to Sam Darnold. Not any of those guys have sat in that room and said on draft day, this is the guy we want. In fact, the owner who drafted him is not even in the room who drafted him. Nobody on this team whatsoever sat there and said, this is our guy. And that's the problem. Sam Darnold is going to be a good quarterback. But if the Jets, just like Johnson, if, the J- if these guys come in and they say, Donald's our guy, fine. But if the guys come in here and they say, Justin Fields is our guy, let them make the opportunity. I get it, Donald's not the problem, but you just can't say, hey, we're keeping Sam. No, Joe Douglas, no ties to him. Bring in guys, let them decide. If they think Justin Fields, they think Trevor Lawrence, they think trading back and getting Trey Lance is the situation, which I don't agree with, but I'm just saying, <laughs> let, let, let this new brass, they have to decide because nobody, nobody on this roster and this, in this front office has any ties in the building right now to Sam Darnold. None of them. Not the All coach, right. not the owner, not the GM, none of them. That's a point I'm not going to counter. I'm just arguing. Yeah, and that's not the thing. On and that's Justin the thing. Fields is reviving a franchise in this offseason. But, it's, but we've spent and, enough time and on it's this. Not, and like, true, and we'll, we'll move on. But even if they draft Trevor Lawrence, they're not going to be a playoff team next year. Like, they're still going to be, it, this is, this is what I'm saying. This is why they should just get a new quarterback because it's just, they're still in a three to, like, two to three, two to four year process still. Like, they're not, they're not ready to win. Mm-hmm. They're not. <sighs> All right, well, let's move on to topic four. We're going to head on over to OBJ and the recent ACL tear in his left knee. So, guys, uh, OBJ has been ruled out for the season uh, with that ACL tear that I just mentioned. So, John, I'll start with you. What's your confidence level in Baker Mayfield and the 5-2 and Browns to pull it together, make the playoffs, maybe challenge uh, one of those uh, Ravens or Steelers uh, for a a playoff spot? I really like how OBJ's out. I mean, he should have never went to Cleveland in the first place. Yeah, he had a great game against the Cowboys. That was great. The kid, Odell Beckham is the Cowboy slayer. But after that, he really didn't make any impact. And you saw the way Baker played when Odell was off the field. And, in fact, you saw the way he played when he was off the sideline. He wasn't even in the vicinity as Baker Mayfield and the entire team. I think – This takes a lot of pressure off Baker Mayfield to get Odell the ball because we know Odell, he's looking out for the brand more than he's looking out for his own team to win. And that's why he's no no longer a giant. The Giants figured that out. And I think the Browns are going to figure that out and and trade him in the offseason. If he wasn't injured, I think they would have traded him at the trading deadline. I just think that Odell is out. Baker Mayfield is back in. He works better without Odell. He's going to do great without or just 
with Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb when he comes back, Kareem Hunt, Rashard Higgins, Harrison Bryant, all those guys who don't have a big need to get the ball every single play. I mean, I think the bigger question be, you know, I think Nick Chubb is a bigger missing piece than Odell Beckham Jr. is because, you know, you mentioned they have other weapons. They have Jarvis Landry and Donovan Peoples-Jones and Rashad Higgins and Harrison Bryant and Austin Hooper and David Njoku and Kareem Hunt. Harrison Bryant, baby. Yeah. I think it's I think you would rather have Nick Chubb than Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, absolutely. I, I think, you know, you know, he's like you said, John, he hasn't really had a good game inside the Cowboys game looking at his stats, you know, three total touchdowns. Didn't even touch a hundred yards yet this season in the game before he got hurt. Yeah. I, I don't know if Cle- like Cleveland has a lot of other question marks. Like I said, like their their defense is still not great. They they might need to make a move at the deadline for defense or something, but I don't think they're gonna do significantly worse. Or better without Odell Beckham Jr. I think, I think not having Odell Beckham Jr. costs them maybe a game, but it also could win them a game. Hmm. Like as weird as that sounds, like we've seen Odell make boneheaded mistakes before that cost a team a game. Like I definitely think that Odell not being there, you know, there would probably be one game where Odell has an amazing game and that gives Cleveland a win, and maybe they don't have that now. But like, I don't think it's significant. Like I don't think you know. Oh, they're going to be, you know, six losses worse down without OBJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing might be the best for everybody involved, right? We're just looking at, we're talking about, John talked about Baker. Baker is free from that pressure from Odell, and Odell is free from the awful duck, duck loft throws that Baker throws every Sunday. I mean, the pick, the play that Odell got injured on was because Mayfield overthrew Odell, who, or underthrew Odell, who had beaten his uh, defender on the sideline. And if he had caught it or if it had been thrown properly, he would have escaped to the end zone. I think Odell's been getting an unfair shake. Uh, he certainly hasn't impacted his team. Uh, like, like you guys are saying, like, he, you know, a, a lot of the games this season have been underwhelming besides the Cowboys game. I mean, they're able to win a lot of the times without him having a big performance. So I, I don't know. We've just been kind of waiting for this guy to turn up like Hopkins, like Julio, you know, like one of these A1 receivers. And the more and more he plays, the more and more inconsistent it's been. I, I don't know. It, it, it might be a fresh start for him coming off this ACL tear. Or this might have been the last that we had seen of a quality Odell Beckham. I mean, I don't know how he's going to return, and I don't even know if he's going to return in the in the facet of the Browns. But I know that it hurt me, you know, just seeing a talented guy be out. I, I, we're talking about Darnold. We're talking about a guy that would succeed more in another area. Odell is one of those guys. I don't know if they're going to be able to get rid of him. But I don't know. I I, I was kind of hoping in asking this question that I would get some more Baker Mayfield hate from you guys, especially from John, because, I mean, he's been pretty pitiful this year, and the Browns have just feasted on underwhelming opponents. But I don't know. I I just don't see the Browns. I think the Browns are going to start to collapse here down the stretch. I think they're going to lose two of their next three, if not all the next three. Um, Yeah. And so I, so I don't think that they're going to be able to challenge uh, the Ravens or the Steelers, and this Odell injury definitely doesn't Really? No, no. I think that they've look at the teams they've beaten. Bengals twice, Washington once. Um, fill me in on the rest. They're all weak opponents. I mean, they haven't. Indy. They have, huh? Indy's, Indy's their yeah. best win. Indy was Indy's their best win, which I expected Indy to blow them out. And I mean, most of that you want to blame on Philip and Rivers. Dallas. That was and just, Dallas. Yeah, and Dallas. I mean, that looks like a crazy. I mean, that win. The quality of the win has tremendously gone down. Uh huh. Right. I mean. Even with Dak Prescott, that team was not good. Mm-hmm. 
So. Yeah, I mean, the defense, uh, that, that's, there's a reason why that was Odell's only good game. So, right. I don't know. I don't think the Browns will succeed very much, though, in his absence, even though he wasn't making a whole lot for them to begin with. All right, so shall we move on? Yeah. Yes. All right, so listen, it's Cowboys week. It's Dallas week. I mean, I don't know what they say in Dallas, Drew. Maybe they say, oh, we're going to cook the bird, but whatever you, <laughs> you freaking Texans say. I mean, you guys are crazy down there, uh, even though you're not from there. But. Yeah, I, I actually had this conversation on my show before I came on here. They asked, mm. they were like, what do you guys call it, like, as Cowboys fans? And I said, <laughs> And I've never stepped foot in the state of Texas. I've never been close to Dallas, so I can't speak on a we thing with, like, Cowboys Nation, but I call it Philly Week. It's it's Philly Week for me. I mean, it's my favorite week of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's Dallas Week for us. I mean, hey, Eagles-Cowboys. If I had to, if I had to predict what's going to happen, I think it's going to be a really close game. I don't think the Cowboys are going to come out flat. Listen, this is a rivalry for the ages. I mean, this is one of the most underrated rivalries in all of sports. And any Eagles Cowboys game, it's going to be close. I mean, there's only been a couple times when one team has blown out the other. And I don't think it's going to be this week. I think the Cowboys, they're going to understand. They're going to hear all the noise this week. Mike McCarthy, he's going to stop eating a donut for once and start focusing on the damn team and saying, listen, guys, our asses are on the line here. We need to step it up. Jalen Smith, I like him. I think he's a good player. I think he's a good leader. I don't think he's going to allow his defense to play like shit for the fifth straight week against this Eagles offense that's playing with a bunch of guys from Panera Bread. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be another close NFC East game, but I do have the Eagles winning 24-22. to 22. Yeah, I'll be quick because I know we got, we're, we're tight on time and we got these questions coming up. So yeah. um, I – think it really comes down to we don't even know if Andy Dalton's going to play. I know Adam Schiffler said yesterday he's really in danger of missing the game. By the way, cheap hit by John Bostic. He deserves to be suspended and fined for that hit. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. um, But, I mean, it really just comes down to Andy Dalton. I I mean, I think the Eagles win this game either way, but with Andy Dalton, it's more competitive. And um, without him, I'm sorry. I don't have face in, in, uh, you know, Naducci. But uh, I think Eagles win this game. 27-24. 27-24. They kick a field goal at the end. It's going to be a close game. I think Andy Dalton ends up playing out of concussion protocol, and uh, it's a good game. I don't, I don't, I, I like you said before, Drew. Like the Cowboys still have talent, so they're going to they're going to keep this close. And if they if Andy Dalton can stay healthy, they should be able to hopefully move the ball against his Eagles defense because I thought they would be able to do it last week and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm not sure how to feel on this game, right? Every every uh, every blood vessel in my heart is telling me that the Cowboys can rally and, and they can win this game and come back. But but every but every uh, ventricle in my brain or connection in my brain is telling me the Eagles should win this football game, right? So right. it's really hard. The Cowboys, albeit on a on a personnel side of things, Zach Martin is expected to play. Chidobia Wuzier is expected to play. Secondary and O line, the two most important areas of improvement for these teams for or for Cowboys. So I, I expect them to come out improved. 
Now it really is going to come down to McCarthy and to how he responds. Last week, Ben DiNucci comes in the game. I'm literally screaming at my television, like, how hard is it to just run a fade with Amari and to throw it up there and to hope there's a pass interference call? You're playing an awful secondary, an athletic receiver. You know, maybe he comes down with a catch or maybe it's a pass interference call. Why not try it? Next play, they throw a 32-yarder, Ben DiNucci to Amari Cooper. And that was the highest yardage play of the game. How hard is it, Mike McCarthy? How hard is it, Kellen Moore, to draw up some, some deep verticals and, and, as, and tell Ben DiNucci, you got two and a half seconds to let these guys get out because the O-line can't hold it. Just launch it up there because I know the Eagles secondary. I know they're not equipped to handle every single one of those deep throws. There will be pass interference calls. So I'm putting this one on the coaching staff. I think that there are weaknesses in Philadelphia that even with Dallas's weaknesses, they can attack and go after. And if they're able to do that, if the D-line actually wakes up for this game and shows up like they're supposed to. If Everson Griffin hears all the trade rumors and, and comes out and, and makes plays, right? If Jalen Smith, a good player, like John says, he is a good player, responds to the awful tape that I've seen of him week in and week out, this, this can be a close game. And what are you going with, Drew? What's uh, the score? I'm going with the Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles. 30 to, 30 to 25, weird scoring game, high scoring. Do you think they still have a chance to win? If Dalton doesn't play, or it's only their only shot yes, is if Dalton still have a chance to play. Oh yeah, doesn't play. My score, my score was with uh, and Dalton playing. Oh really? I don't yeah, think that there's. Huge. I don't think that there's a difference. I, I don't. I either way. I, I, there's no reason for me to think that that Dalton Dalton didn't perform any better than Danucci behind that O line. There was no. There was no difference. If anything, Dalton played worse with that safety to start off the game. You know, he he didn't manage the ball correctly. So, uh, either way it goes, that's my pick. Chris, All what's right. say you? Uh, no, I think I think I'm saying 27-24 in you know prediction that Andy Dalton plays. Eagles win. Wow. All right. All right. Let's go to answer these. All right, John. You started off with answer these. All right. Are the Steelers AFC front runners? Nah. I say nah. yes. Chiefs. I say yes. Steelers over Chiefs for me right now. Better defense. No, Eric, Chiefs, Chiefs over Steelers. Eric Bieniemy is bound to be signed as a head coach soon. Soon, where will he end up? Not the Jets. They lost their shot with him. Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. No, I'm going to go with the Jets. <sighs> wow, I'm going to go with the, the Texans. I think Falcons or Texans are the, over the two choices. A yeah. good one. All right, so rank these three teams, guys. 08 Lions, 17 Browns, and the 20 Jets. Uh, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give the Jets the top spot uh, because they're because uh, they made a stab against the Bills. They covered the spread this week, so Jet, 20 Jets at that number one. The 17 Browns at number two because uh, I watched that team and I got a little sentimental uh, value to them. And then Dan Orlovsky's 08 Lions, very last. Uh, they are the worst team I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna have to agree with that, Drew. Number number three. I mean, the worst team is the 08 Lions. The second worst team is the 17 Browns, and the 2020 Jets are the best out of all three teams. When it's all said, does that say much? <laughs> when it's all said and done, the 20 Jets will be the worst team out of these three. Then the 08 Lions. Then the 17 Browns. Ooh, look at that! Look okay. at that! Is Tom Brady a fucking bitch for not shaking Nick Foles' hand? Not once, but twice. And yes, he's a fucking bitch. 
First time, yes. Yeah. Second time, no. Social distancing shouldn't be shaking hands. Yeah, yeah. Come on, old old Tom had to oh. get back to his wife. Uh, oh, you're, you're allowed to shake, you're allowed to shake each other's dicks in the middle of a play, but you can't shake each other's hands. Come on, dude. That's some bullshit. All right. Who is your MVP so far halfway through the season? Kyler Murray to me. Also, Wilson threw three picks the other day. Kyler Murray beat him. Kyler Murray. I got Russ. I got Russ Wilson. I'm going to go with Russell Wilson, but how about this? How about Carson Wentz? I mean, this guy. He's he's the guy. All right, Drew left. All right, bye, Drew. But here's a guy, right, who's playing with a bunch of lawn chairs out there, okay? And he's playing for the first six games. But he's playing with a bunch of practice squad guys. If you're talking about pure value, Carson Wentz is very valuable. For two and a half games, he still has more passing yards than Carson Wentz. I'll I'll settle with Russell. All right. All right. Um. All right, guys, will the Eagles keep the NFC East? Uh, I'll go first. I say no. I say the Cowboys win the NFC East. Wow. I'm not biased. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Eagles win. Yeah, Eagles win. Absolutely. Uh, will Tua keep the Dolphins over 500? I say yes. He's going to finish 10-6 and six with them, and they're going to win the AFC East. <laughs> Yes, they do, and they're not going to win the NFC East, but they stay right around 500. I say no. Tanking for Tua is out of out of style. He is not going to play very well. He's going to be one of those inexperienced quarterbacks, throws a lot of picks. But that doesn't mean his future's bad. It just means you know he's going to struggle in his first year. All right. Is not watching the Jets a fake fan move for people like me? Or other Jet fans, no, it is not. I love watching Red Zone. I watch the Jets back and forth. But right now, the Jets fan group are in a terrible spot. Ownership doesn't care. Coaching doesn't care. Don't put yourself through it. If you care, just follow everything. Root for Adam Gates to be fired. That's all you have to do. Don't put yourself through watching the game. They did it the other day. It's fun, and it's fun to laugh and root for a tank, but don't put yourself through it if you, if you don't have to. This is a fake fan move, Chris. If you are a fan of a football team and you don't suffer through their 0-16, 1-16. Oh, trust me. How can you trust me. Trust me. I barely watch the games. I freaking suffer enough. If I watch the games, I will have a freaking heart attack. It's I a suffer fake fan every move. day. A, I wake up. I wake up and I check my phone and I see that Adam Gates, he, he still has a job. And then I see that my neighbor across the street that works at Smoothie King spilled a smoothie. That's not part of their job. They got fired. That gives me, you know, that's part of being a fan. You know what? Enough of Smoothie I, King and all that. Jets fans are fake fans for not watching their team through the struggle. They don't deserve I a Super Bowl them. in 2013. I watch them. There's nothing to watch. I see the punter come out. I see the punter come out. That's their highlights every week. They were winning here's, the game last week. And that was terrible. I was not the win. Here's one way to look at it. It's probably it can be classified as a real fan move because listen, you're not going to stand for the bullshit product that's going to be out there. That's what I'm saying, and it's so, good for your health. But, yeah, but no, but in all honesty, though, Chris, if your team ever reaches the pinnacle, Chris, watching your team be that bad. And then suddenly see your team win the Super Bowl, you're going to think back all those years and all those games that were just pitiful. I mean, yeah, you're barely watching the games, but when you win the Super Bowl, you have nowhere to go back to 
as much as you would if you actually watched the games. Because, yes, your team is bad, but you just look at the box score, but you got to actually see what's going on out there. Like, there are some good players on the Jets. Like, oh, Jason no. Crowder is, no. is a good player. No, like, he's gone. Like, you should like, watch. You should watch your team no. play. No, and, like, I don't even care about Jamison Crowder because he's going to be gone. But, like, yeah, I watched Denzel Mims. He threw, he threw a nice block the other day on, uh, you know, Michael P. Ryan touchdown. I saw that. That was great. But, like, next year when Adam Gates is gone and I'm done, you know, I don't want to watch his stupid, ugly face. I'll have the Jackie on. I just – it's just – yeah, it's just – I don't I don't stand for this. I don't – me- let me ask you this: What if Adam Gaze does not get fired? Because there, there is a report out there. Oh, that- I know there's reports, and uh, yeah. I just, yeah, I will. I I'll at that be- point, I would. I, at that point, I would leave the team. I would just choose. I would choose. I have job. friends. I have friends who, who left the team after the Bell thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid too. Because yeah. they should have never signed Bell. No, I mean like, yeah, I don't know. But all right, guys, we're done. One one last bit of thing though. Shout out to the Riverboat Ron. I don't know if you guys saw oh, it yeah. yesterday. Chemo. Final round of chemo yesterday. That's the bell. That's freaking great. And and you know what? His Washington football team, they have a chance to win the division. I mean, dude, they beat the Dallas Cowboys twenty-five to three. America's team twenty-five they beat the to three. Season opener, shut them out in the best, second half. Best best meme I've seen on Twitter though. Is that the Cowboys flew all the way to DC just to pick a field goal? Yeah, <laughs> three points. Oh my God, that's hilarious! Oh, that's hilarious! Oh man! All right, Let's guys. go, Mike McCarthy, Danny Jerry, did a great job. That's all the time we have. Thanks, guys, for your time. Thank you, guys, for listening. We will be trying to push these out a little bit more now, especially after this Eagles Eagles Cowboys game. I'm sure one of you guys are going to really want to talk after that. So, stay safe, everyone. Sign on. Right.